do that this week. I, I do remember, though, uh, looking back to my, my time in high school, I don't remember. It was, it was either my, my junior or senior year of high school. It was 16, 17 years ago. And I ran track and field when I was, uh, when I was in school. And we were at a, a track and field invitational down at Huntington North High School. And my teammates and I, we decided to do a little warm-up run. And, you know, we, uh, our minds probably weren't in the right place, but we decided let's, let's just get out of here. And we ran across the street. We didn't want to just go on the track. We ran across the street from the high school and across the street, there was a shopping plaza that was there. And in that shopping plaza, we noticed there was a Goodwill store. And so us uh, all dressed up in our track gear and, and uh, a bunch of high school boys, we went into Goodwill that morning, and we happened to stumble upon a treasure. There was hanging up, or rather, it was actually, if I remember correctly, in a bin just in the middle of that store. There was this whole uh, bundle of green polo shirts that had printed on them, Fort Wayne Children's Zoo Volunteer. I can tell you that we snatched those shirts up and we wore those things proudly that whole day. And not just that day, but I wore that thing proudly. And I, uh, every time I would put that on, I had people asking me about what it was like to volunteer at the zoo. That was kind of why I liked it. I, I like just, you know, people looking at me and thinking, wow, that's got to be a pretty cool job. And in my mind, it was a pretty cool job. I'd never done it. But it was a pretty cool job. But this week I did volunteer for something, and I didn't do it just for the shirt. I didn't pick this up at Goodwill. I, I actually received this legitimately. And it was this shirt right here. And it's not to point anything at me to say, look at me, but it, I received a blood donor shirt. And on Thursday, as I went into the community center here in Kendallville, and they had a blood drive, the Red Cross had a blood drive that was going on, I sat there and I was pumping my fist. If you've ever given blood, you know they instruct you, just, just keep on moving your fist and, and moving your hand, pump that. And, and as I did that, I continuously saw that blood just going into that bag. And I began to think about the purpose, and the properties of blood. You know, that blood that I was giving that day could possibly save somebody's life. That blood that I was giving is, could possibly go, and, and when somebody is, is bleeding out, that blood could save them. And, and that's, that's just what I want to talk about here this morning for a little while, is the blood. And not my blood, but rather the blood of Jesus. If you have your Bible, you can turn to 1 Peter chapter 1, or else you can turn your attention up to the screen. And 1 Peter chapter 1, verse number 18 says that for as much as you know that you are not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, from your vain conversation received by the tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ... As of a lamb without blemish and without spots. 
It is the precious blood of Jesus Christ that redeemed us. It's the precious blood of Jesus Christ that saved us from our sins. And then if you want to just flip over to the book of Hebrews, in Hebrews chapter 9, verse number 12. Hebrews chapter 9, verse number 12 tells us that it's not by the blood of goats and of calves, but by his own blood, speaking of Jesus. But his own blood that he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. That Jesus Christ, that by his blood, we have, a, we have been redeemed for eternity. That by his blood, that he purchased us, he purchased our salvation. I read of a, a girl that's uh, a while back. This, they say that the odds were one in six billion. She is a one in six billion miracle. That's what people are calling Demi Lee Brennan. She is a living, walking miracle. This young girl at 15 years of age contracted a virus that began to destroy her liver and her immune system. And Demi Lee was put on a liver transplant, transplant list and an acceptable liver was soon found. And the transplant was performed in her. And then two remarkable things happened. It wasn't the transplant that made her a one in six billion miracle, but what happened after that transplant took place. The first thing that happened was that her blood type changed from her old O negative to the donor's O positive. That's not normal. Hey, you can, with the, these blood types, you're able to receive an o, o positive or o neg, uh, uh, as an O negative blood type. But even then, it's not normal that your blood type would change, would switch. But for Demi Lee, they found following that transplant that her blood type had changed from what she had always had to what the donor, uh, what the donor's blood type was. The second thing that happened was somehow, somehow the stem cells from the donor's liver made their way down into her bone marrow. And when they got there, those stem cells transformed her immune system such that she became immune to every virus faced and conquered by the liver donor. And because of this, she does not need to take immunosuppressants. She did not need to take immunosuppressants for her body to accept that donated organ. Somehow, this, uh, this, this, these stem cells made their way and there was, uh, it, it made it nearly impossible for her body to reject the liver that she had received. It, uh, her, her immune system was replaced by the immune system of the donor. Now, when we look at Jesus, when we look to what Jesus did for us 2,000 years ago, he laid down his life and he shed his blood for you and me. He did that on Calvary. His royal blood that flowed down that cross now flows through our veins. The blood of Jesus 
The blood of Jesus came and, and began to drip down that cross, but it didn't, it didn't just stay there on the cross, but that blood still speaks today. And that blood is still alive today. And that blood is still affecting you and I today. You see, the glory of faith in Jesus' name and the victory that was accomplished at Calvary can, be, can really be condensed into this mantra that what he conquered, we can conquer. Because we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. He loved us enough to pay the price for our sins. And he conquered death, hell, and the grave. And because he conquered, we can conquer. In the same way that what was donated to Demi Lee Brennan. And she received the the liver transplant. And what happened in her body was the immune system of the donor became the immune system of her uh, in her own body. Jesus Christ in the same way said I've already accomplished everything that needs to be accomplished and I did it for you and my what I did on the cross it applies to your life I paid this the, the sacrifice for your sins you see we were all born in sin we were all born needing a savior we were all born no or uh, on on a uh, track to uh, to an eternity in hell, but Jesus came to say, "I don't want you to have to pay the price that is uh, that is owed for those sins that you would commit. I will be the substitute. I will pay the price." See, when I gave blood this week, the Red Cross. Has now made it possible uh, that, that I can track the journey. If you give blood, you can track the journey of your blood. And, and you can see what city and what hospital that blood ends up in. But the blood of Jesus, I can tell you that it has altered more lives than any organ donor has ever altered. And the blood of Jesus has gone on a journey that has traversed every continent and through every age. That blood of Jesus has gone on a journey that doesn't just end in one individual's body, but it goes and it flows to every one of us. See, on this Easter Sunday, our focus often turns to the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and rightfully so, because if Jesus would have simply died and not risen up out of that grave, then Jesus would have been just a good man, just another good man who died. And we could look at him, we could, we could read his teachings, and, and we could try to, uh, to, to change our life, you know, to, to match the teachings that Jesus taught. But he wasn't just a good teacher. He was the Christ, this, the one that would go and redeem us for our sins. He shed his blood on the cross to cover a multitude of sins. If I were to summarize Hebrews chapter 10 verses 1 through 26, it tells us that without the blood of Jesus, there remains no sacrifice for sins. Now only through Christ's sacrifice on Calvary is covering found. The covering that we all need in order to have our sins forgiven. And I cannot make it in my own righteousness. See, this 
this Christian life is, is a life to, uh, you know, to aspire to be good and, and to aspire to good, good works. But the good works don't save you. Our good deeds don't save you. You can, you can be the, the best human on planet earth. You can, you can live a, uh, a life of scouts honor and helping everybody that you see and going and, and feeding every homeless person that you see. And you can go and do all of these good things. But without the blood of Jesus Christ, none of that is going to get you into heaven. Without the blood being applied to our life, none of that is really going to get you entrance into heaven. See, you can't make it on your own righteousness. You can't make it on your own right acts and the way that you live and the, the good deeds that you would do. It tells us in 1 John chapter 1 that if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. Peter calls it precious blood in 1 Peter 1.19. John describes it as overcoming blood in Revelation 12.11. In Hebrews 9 verse 22, it says that almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. In other words, without Jesus giving his life on the cross and shedding blood. We cannot have our sins forgiven. See, our life is in the blood. Our life today, we find it covered by the blood of Jesus. And I know that when you think of this, it, it, it brings some, uh, some, some gruesome thoughts to our mind you know, about the blood. But, but the reality is that blood is what gives us life. Blood brings life. See, God, he said to Israel way back uh, in, the, in the Old Testament, he said that when I see the blood, I will pass over the house. In a time when the death angel was going to come and, 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 and take the firstborn of every, uh, every household and the, the, the plagues that would come over Egypt, uh, the, the same would have taken place for all of Israel, but Jesus, but. Uh, God had told them, I want you to apply the blood on the doorpost. And when I see the blood, I'll pass over your house. See, blood is mentioned in the Bible around 700 times. From Genesis to Revelation, blood is that scarlet thread that connects all of these things. That blood is in the very beginning from even Adam and Eve when they, uh, when they had sinned. They tried to cover themselves with the fig leaves. But God said the fig leaves are not a suitable covering for you. It must be the, 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 the skin of an animal and the bloodshed from an animal that could only be a, a suitable covering for you. And so from the very beginning we see that blood had to be shed in order for sin to be covered. I've heard the song. I'm sure you've heard it. That have you been to Jesus for the cleansing blood. Are you washed in the blood of the lamb? Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the lamb? See we sing about the power that's found in the blood. There's power. Power. Wondrous working power. In the blood of the lamb. 
With Christ's blood, there is power. You can find power in the blood. If you compare the words love and the words atonement in Scripture, you will see that love is mentioned 290 times in Scripture, whereas the atonement, which that's speaking of what Jesus accomplished for us when he gave his life at Calvary, that is mentioned over 1,300 times. See, the blood... Is, is found all throughout the scripture. And wherever the blood is, we find that there is power. If you trace that story of the blood through scripture, you will always find there is power in the blood. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 21, we see that the blood was shed in the garden uh, for, for Adam and Eve. So from the very beginning, we see the blood. But then you go to Noah, and he, before the rainbow ever appeared, there was a blood sacrifice. In Exodus 12, 13, I already referenced it, but on the doorpost in Goshen, they had to spread the blood upon the doorpost because the blood protects. I want to just tell you a few things about what the blood can do for you today. The blood protects. In Numbers 15, 25, we find that a lamb was slain on the day of atonement and the blood forgave the sins the blood rolled back the sins of a nation we find that the power of God's love is always found in the blood that there is a magnetic power about that blood that he says Paul said that when you were afar off the blood of Christ would draw you nigh The blood of Jesus would draw you to him. There's a magnetic power about what Jesus accomplished on the cross when he gave his life. And then in Acts chapter 20, verse 28, it tells us that you are purchased by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. That he purchased you. What what are we talking about purchase? I'm talking about the fact that you owed a a, a price for our for your sins but he purchased you he purchased that that and he paid that price for you we are his we belong to him and he said satan you don't have this this child here anymore because i've purchased him with the price that i paid on calvary i gave i gave my blood as a sacrifice for him see in blood We have living power. We can live today because of the blood that was shed on Calvary. See, since blood is the river of life, every one of our bodies has cells within it that receive this continuous supply of oxygen. If you look at the blood, you see that what that blood is doing in you is it is taking the necessary uh, things to every cell within your body, the oxygen and, and the nitrogen, sodium and, and calcium, and sugar, hormones. All these things are carried within the blood. That's why, that's why a doctor can take just a little bit of blood and they can, they can read basically everything about you. They can know everything about you just through a little bit of blood because that blood carries within it Every part of your life. 
Every part of who you are, because that blood, it is bringing uh, life to you. That, we, that blood, even in ourselves, we see that blood is what brings life to us. There's, there's that, that blood that Jesus shed on Calvary, though. It's bringing a, an eternal life, not just a life here on this earth, but an eternal life for us. We find that the blood of Jesus is a cleansing blood. In 1 John chapter 1 verse 7 it says that if we walk in the light as he is in the light that we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanseth us from all sin. And that same blood, same blood that brings life also takes out the trash. The same blood that brought life to you, it says it cleanses you from the sin. That same blood that brings you life today to be able to live for God and to be able to live a life where we are uh, brand new, it also takes away the sins. It takes out the trash of our life. It cleanses us. And then we read in Revelation seven fourteen that the blood washes us. Revelation 7.14 says that I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which came out of great tribulation, and they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Sakmah, to be made perfect. This is what the blood did. When, when we talk about this cleansing power and the, the washing of the blood of the Lamb, what I'm talking about is, is today when we you look at our life, we see all of the mistakes and we see all of the, uh, the, the horrible things that we've done and we carry with us. But when Jesus died on that cross, he said, I want to forgive you of everything in your past. I want to take away every bit of sin and I want to wash you white as snow. That... What you may see on yourself when you look back, Jesus, when he looks at your past, he says, I don't see it because my blood covers it. My blood already paid the price for every one of your sins. That my blood, it has already paid the price. My blood covers every one of your past mistakes. My blood covers it all. That's you can be healed today because of the cleansing power of the blood. You can find healing today. In fact, Scripture tells us that it was by His stripes that He bore on His back that we are healed today. That by His stripes we are healed. You see, our blood today, it's, it, it carries with it a repair kit for your body. And your body is loaded up a cargo hold of red blood cells and white blood cells. And that latter is that repair kit for your body. The blood of Jesus, it came with it. Or that, that blood of Jesus came with a, a healing power that can repair everything in your body, everything that you need. That blood of Jesus, because he died on a cross, he says that you can be made whole. That you can be made whole. That whatever you're facing in your life, you can be made whole because Jesus died on the cross. Because he gave his blood for us. Let me tell you, has anybody ever heard the phrase, I plead the blood of Jesus? 
I grew up hearing that phrase, people praying that. When I, I didn't understand it fully when I was growing up, you know, I, I thought of a, a, a begging, you know, about the blood of Jesus and, and, and begging, uh, you know, that the blood would, would uh, work. Or I, I didn't know exactly what it meant, but when I studied that out, I found that pleading the blood of Jesus is not about begging. It's a courtroom analogy. When you would plead a case, you go and you present the evidence. You, you are pleading something. You are, you are presenting the evidence for, for why you, know, you hold the position that you do. That's your plea. And when somebody pleads the blood of Jesus, it's not begging for that blood to work, but rather it's pleading and it's, it's saying, I want to apply the thing that Jesus did for me on the cross to my very situation that I'm facing right now. I don't know what you're facing today. I don't know what it is that you need to plead the blood for, but to pull that out, the fact that Jesus died on the cross, you can plead that blood over your life and your situation and say, the doctors may tell me that I have an incurable disease, but I plead the blood of Jesus because the blood still works today. And that blood, it says that by his stripes, I am healed. And I don't accept the doctor's report. I, I, I accept the blood of Jesus and what it accomplished for me on the cross. I plead the blood of Jesus over my doctor's report. I don't know for you if it's about a, a, a mindset that you have that you go to bed every night and you just can't stop the worry and the anxiety and all of this that's taking place. But Jesus said that I bring peace. And when I died on the cross, I died so that you could experience a new life and that you could have peace in your life. And you, you can plead the the blood of Jesus over any situation and say what he did for me back then I know that right now it can forgive every one of my sins it can help me through every situation that I'm going through and here's the most powerful thing of all that one day every one of us is going to stand before the throne of God and standing by that throne there's going to be an accuser of the brethren. There's going to be an accuser that is there that's going to pull out a rap sheet of everything that you've done. Satan's there and he's ready to look to Jesus. To look and say, look at all the bad things that this person's done. I've got a whole list right here ready to present to you for why he should not make entrance into heaven or why, uh, why she should not step foot beyond those pearly gates. He can begin to go through every accusation that he has against you, but then Jesus is going to open the book. And when he opens that book, the book of life, not the book of the accuser, but the book of life, he, all that he can see are blood-stained pages that don't have any one of those sins. They don't have any one of those things that would be accused of you. But rather, all he sees is that the blood has covered them all. 
All he sees that the blood has covered everything in your past and everything that you've done. And he says, I don't see it. All I see is the blood that was shed on Calvary. All I see is somebody who they applied the blood to their life and they pleaded the blood. And in fact, I plead the blood for them right now. And he will be your attorney in that courtroom. He's going to be the judge and the attorney. And he's the one who paid the price. He did it all for me. Jesus did it all. That's the power that's in the blood. The power in the blood is something that can affect you right now. And it's something that's going to affect you when you stand before God on that day of judgment. He can say, it's because of the blood that this person can gain entrance into heaven. What a powerful thing for God to do. To, to come down and, and to robe himself in flesh so that he could pay the price for our sins. See, the blood of Jesus is a, is a victorious thing. The blood, it's, it's victorious. Here's, here's something that's so powerful about blood that, uh, that, that when we look at it, you see, and in fact, if you look at Demi Lee Brennan, who received that donor liver, she also received the immune system from that donor. I know that was not a normal thing, but that donor, it was, he was a young man, and he did not have some of the immunizations that Demi Lee had already taken. So she had to be revaccinated for all the diseases that the donor had no immunity for. But she was immunized against everything that he had already been immunized for. Let me just tell you, you don't have to worry about the blood of Jesus. No more vaccinations are needed. For Revelation 118 tells us that he triumphed over death, hell, and the grave. He who was tempted in all things, yet without sin, he conquered some, he conquered everything. He conquered it all. And we can conquer because of the blood of Jesus. We overcome it by the blood of the Lamb. You see, the blood can tell your, your story. The blood uh, that is in your body can tell your family history. And, and it, it remembers the blood. It remembers the things that have happened in the past. And the blood of Jesus remembers uh, what, it, what it accomplished on the cross. And it is still victorious in your life today. Now you may ask, what, what do I need to do? Jesus paid the price, so what do I need to do? Jesus shed his blood, but what's my role? And our role today is simple. We bring our shortcomings to Jesus. We confess our failures to Jesus. We, we come to him in a place that says, I've lived my life how I wanted to live it, but... I see what you accomplished for me. I see what you did when you gave your life. And, and I want to take part in what you did. 
I want to take part in that. And we, we come in a place of forgiveness and we come in a place of repentance. And when we come in repentance, his, it says that his blood can come and it will cleanse us. The blood that remembers the temptations and the victories that were won, they will lead to God and they will forget, uh, he will forget every one of our sins when we go down in the waters of baptism in the name of Jesus. What a treasure we have through the blood of Jesus Christ. What a treasure we have. See, today, our role is simple. All we do is say, God, here I am, and I'm ready to live my life for you. God, I'm ready to begin this, this journey with you. I want your blood to be applied to my life, and you give yourself to him. 2 Corinthians 5, 21 says, he has made, his, made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Jesus was judged so that you didn't have to be judged. He took that last breath, and when he uttered the last words that he could utter there on the cross, those words were, it is finished. After saying those words, he slumped his head to his chest, and the penalty for sin was satisfied. But before Jesus' death on the cross, here we were standing guilty before him. We were doomed. We were condemned. We were without hope. But that all changed when Jesus gave his life for us. That blood now speaks on our behalf. That blood of Jesus speaks of eternal life. And before the cross, we were on the outside looking in as far as God is concerned. But now we can live a life where we have this, this sin, this degradation, all these things forgiven uh, because of what he accomplished on the cross. And we can be on the inside with him looking out and telling others about what can be accomplished in their life by the blood of Jesus. See, the blood of Jesus it settled it all. He said it was finished. This is all that needs to happen. Right here, I'm giving my life for you. I've paid the price. See, because of the blood of Christ, we see in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it reminds us that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. That old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. In Romans 8, 1, it says, there is therefore now no Condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You're no longer condemned by your past. In Revelation 12, 11, it says that they overcame, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. See, the power of the blood is activated in our lives when we begin to speak the word of God. To walk in victory, our words need to agree with what the blood says. To walk in victory, we need to begin to pray that prayer that I heard growing up. I plead the blood of Jesus. We begin to plead the blood because our words are agreeing with what happened on the cross. It's not looking at my current situation, but rather it's looking back at what was accomplished then. My words begin to declare it. And I say, I plead the blood over this. It's a statement of faith about what happened on Calvary. 
So when the devil accuses you and tells you you're, you're not good enough, you can't do it, you can't live for God, you look at him and you say, I've been forgiven of every one of my sins and I've been accepted into the family of God and I'm not going to listen to you blaspheme God. In fact, I know that the blood, it still works in me today and I am living a forgiven life. If he tries to put you in bondage, you tell him my deliverance came a long time ago. I no longer bound. Colossians 1.13 reminds me that I am delivered. That Jesus paid the price for my deliverance. Jesus paid the price for my deliverance. I'm just going to leave us just with this one last passage in Romans chapter 5 verses 6 through 9. It says, for when we were yet without strength, In due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet, peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us. In that while we were yet sinners. (laughs) While I was still in my sin. When I was still lost. When I was still committing every sinful thing that I could think of, Christ died for me. He didn't say, I want you to get right before you get me. He said, it's not about get right before you get God. No, you get God in order to get right. You, you allow the blood that was shed to come and to begin to take away your sins. And then that is what cleanses you. That's what gets you right. Because when we were yet sinners, he died. And much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. I just want to say this morning, thank you, Jesus, for the blood. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood. The blood covers a multitude of sins. The blood, without the blood today, that we would be so, so lost. But I thank you, Jesus, for the blood. Amen. We are overcomers today because of what he accomplished on the cross. Because when he said it was finished, he said this is what is going to take away every sin. What I'm doing here on the cross, this is all that needs to be accomplished. Would you just close your eyes here here today? Amen. We're going to sing this song here today about what was accomplished for us on the cross. And if you could, with every hand raised, just begin to, to praise God and what He did for us on that cross in that place of Calvary.
was told for he has risen he is the king of all the earth hallelujah he has conquered death we cry holy he reigns in lift up our hands all over this place. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, I thank you for the cross. I thank you, Lord, for paying the price that I owe. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, for the blood. Amen. You conquered death, hell, and the grave. Praise him. Jesus' name, Jesus. Amen. Well, I just want to welcome you here to New Life Apostolic Church. Amen. Thank you so much for being here and worshiping with us today, whether you're here with family or friends or if this is your first time or you're you're here every week. I just want to say welcome. 
I hope that you can find that this is a place that your family belongs. And I believe that we here at New Life, uh, that we stand for uh, a place that is trying to make disciples, uh, that we would be disciples and that we would make disciples of Jesus Christ. And we do that by, by gathering together. And that's why we come here today in a place of celebration as we gather together. But the reason we gather is so that we can grow to be more and more like Jesus Christ. I hope that you would find a place here today and a space to grow closer to God. Amen. And we come to give. I want to give everything that I have to Jesus. But it's not going to stop here. But rather we, we go and everywhere that we go, we take Jesus with us. Amen. We can't just, we can't just leave this here in, in, in this building, but I want to take Jesus everywhere that I go. And that's, that's what we do here at New Life. We want to take Jesus everywhere that we go and to tell others about what he's done for us. I want to welcome you here. Thank you so much for gathering and worshiping with us today. You can be seated. I want to uh, invite Josh Pekonga to come at this time to greet you here in Jesus' name. We can have our ushers come. We'll get ready to take up our, our tithes and offerings. Dear Lord, we want to thank you, God, for once again giving us an opportunity, Lord, to worship you with our giving today. We thank you for all the blessings that you've given the church, and we just ask that you bless this offering and bless the givers that it might be used for a mighty purpose. In Jesus' name. We've got some video announcements. We want to say a great big thank you to everyone who was able to give to our missionary building funds. We were able to raise $6,071.27 because of your giving. Thank you. Ladies, April 22nd and 23rd is Ladies Conference in Indianapolis. There is a sign-up sheet at the Welcome Center. Registration is $35. If you need help getting registered, please see myself or Sister Michelle. This year, I hope that we can get all of our ladies to go. Hey, kids and adults, I want you to listen up because following service today, we're going to have something taking place in the south parking lot right behind the church. You will notice when you come out of the service that there will be a fire truck that's parked back there. And from that fire truck, we are going to have 2,022 pieces of candy that will rain down onto that lawn for all of our kids and anybody who wants you to, to go and get that and take it home with you. We hope that you can stay following service today. We'll see you back there. I think that's the most excited I've heard kids in the middle of an announcement before. I think that's a great time. If we can all stand, we're going to get ready to go before the Lord in prayer today. And one thing that I love about Easter is taking time to tell the story. We got to talk with Johnny on uh, Friday night during Good Friday prayer and telling him about the sacrifice that God made. And as we're telling this story, 
I just can't help but be filled with faith. When you think about how Jesus was able to do the impossible, and he was able to do it for us, and when we have this opportunity to take these needs, when some of these needs might think that they're big to us, he did it so that we can do the impossible through him. So that's the mindset I want to have today as we go through these prayer requests. Uh, Sister Yesenia has been in the hospital all week with an infection, so if we can remember her. Uh, Diana Willits isn't feeling well today. Um, Sister Patty Snyder is having her knee replaced on Wednesday, so if we can remember Sister Snyder. And then uh, Sister Michelle Gilliland's brother, Mickey Hess, is at the Cleveland Clinic, and he's waiting for a surgery, but they're not able to operate yet because he's uh, sepsis, so we need to remember Mickey in prayer. And then also uh, a dear friend of Sister Eve, uh, Grandma Cobbins, uh, is on life support, and she needs God to do a miracle. So these are just a few of the needs that I have today. But if you have a need in this building today, we would love for it if you would come forward. Let us pray with you, anoint you with oil, faith believing that God can do something amazing in your life today. Lord, we want to thank you, God, Lord, for this opportunity to bring these needs before you, Lord, where we know that you're able to meet each and every one of these needs, God, for you've proven time and time again, Lord, that you are the great physician, Lord, that you are the miracle worker today. Lord, we're just asking you to be with Sister Yesenia today, Lord, in that, that hospital room, Lord, that you might be able to give her strength today, Lord, that you, you have a touch into the body for Sister Diana Willits today, Lord. We're asking your hand be upon Patty Snyder. She goes in for surgery this week. Lord, that everything might be able to go smoothly, Lord, that, that you be with Mickey Hessen in the Cleveland Clinic right now, Lord, that you might be able to, to remove that infection from his body, Lord, that you might be able to, to give him strength today, Lord. Grandma Cobbins, Lord, you know what's going on in that, that situation, Lord, that you might need to intervene, Lord, that you might do a mighty work, God. We thank you for meeting these needs, Lord, for what you're going to do in this service today. In Jesus' name.
something right now. He is healing someone. He is saving someone. God is doing something right now. He is moving mountains, making a way for someone. God is doing something right now. He is moving mountains, making a way for someone. God is doing something right now. He is moving mountains, making a way for someone. God is doing something.
of the goodness of God. And all my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so For you have led me through the fire In darkest night You are close like no other I've known you as a father I've known you as my friend I have lived in the goodness of God And all my life you have been For you have led me through the fire In darkest night You are close like no other I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend I have lived in the goodness of God Running. 
goodness here today. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, I thank you. God, I thank you for all that you've done. God, what we feel in this place right now, come on, is the goodness of God. What you feel in this place right now is his presence that would come in. Come on, it can literally change, change your destiny. It can change everything about on the path that you've been leading, been going on. God can lead you, come on, to the path of life. He can lead you, come on, away from the destruction that you've been uh, chasing after, the destruction that, that you've seen your life go down. And God says, here I am. I have new life. Jesus, I thank you for your goodness. Jesus, I thank you for your goodness. Amen. God is so good. He is so good. Praise his name. Well, today is Resurrection Sunday. Well, it's a day of celebration. Well, Jesus is no longer in the grave. Well, but he, that grave was empty when the disciples came when the when the women came to find Jesus and they're laying in the tomb he was not there amen and that's he is risen and when he was risen on that day what he was declaring to you is that I have brought new life I have brought new life not not just so that you can see it in me, but that you can experience it as well. It's not just something that we can read about and see a new life in Jesus and how he died and rose again and he had a new lease on life. But no, he said, I want to give you a new lease on life. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. got to tell you that living for God is the greatest thing that you could ever do. It's the greatest decision that you could ever make. It's not to say that there won't be tests and trials and things that could come your way and that will come your way, but it's still the greatest thing that you could ever do because through those tests and those trials, God will never forsake you. He will never leave you. He'll be right with you. Praise His name. Amen, amen. You can be seated here today. God is so good. I just want to say welcome again to all of our guests. And it's so good to see familiar faces and friends that are gathered here with us today. And all the way from down in Memphis, Tennessee, Jerry. And, and oh my goodness, why am I? Thank you, Wendy. <laughs> I had the name and I've lost it. Thank you, Jerry and Wendy Glisson. It's so good to see you and to have you here up in Indiana celebrating uh, the birthday that took place, but also uh, being here with us on this Easter Sunday. And Hannah, too. It's good to see you. Don't want to forget you. Amen. But so many friends and 
family that are here with us today. And following service today, we do have some excitement that's going to take place out in the parking lots. Uh, if you uh, can stick around, that uh, fire truck is going to be coming in uh, around 1230 today. And and we're going to have just a fun time back. It is uh, down to the, the south part of, of the property. Uh, and you'll see it out there. And we want to invite you to stay after service. And uh, we're going to just have a good time out there. As, uh, there's going to be a whole bunch of candy, buckets and buckets of candy that will uh, be out there for our kids to pick up. Or if you want to get it, you can take some home with you as well. But uh, but as long as we're here today and we're in this place, I want to just let God begin to speak to us here today. I believe that God just has one more word that He wants to speak into our lives and another opportunity for us to experience this new life in Jesus Christ. And when I think about uh, life, I 